How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. This is Brentwood Barbell Radio, episode 19, and we're going to dive into weight management, everyone's favorite topic. It, Summer's yeah. coming around. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's like, yeah, especially just, you know, we're recording this now. It's like late March, so um, everybody's kind of getting geared up to go back to the pool or, you know, wear less clothing, I guess, overall. So, um, you know, like, First of all, let's just say, you know, we're a, we're a barbell gym. This is not our like quote specialty. Um, so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of talk like this is like the thing that we are the most skilled at, but um, certainly nutrition science, weight loss, weight management uh, has some, uh, I guess, pillars, if you will, mm-hmm. in terms of like information and practices and so that's really just what we want to talk about today. Um, so it is a very common goal uh, when someone comes in to work with us. They want, um, they'll generally say something like, I want to get stronger and I want to feel better and look better, you know, something like that. Or maybe there's like my back hurts and I want that to feel better. But <clears throat> the, the look better, feel better part generally has some sort of like weight management component, right? And that could yep. be just pure fat loss, or it could be, I want to build some muscle or some, co- it's almost always a combination of. So it's like, you know, first of all, just defining weight management is like a task in and of itself. You really got to like talk to the person about what it is specifically that that means to them. And then a question I always like to ask is how will you know when you have done it? Right. Right. Which, which What's seems kind of like a weird, yeah. Like it seems like a weird question, but it's like, if you don't, ask a person that, um, they'll just kind of like trudge along. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what a lot of times what human beings will do, um, without even realizing they're doing it is they move the goalpost. And so what started out is like, I would like to lose a few pounds and feel better becomes, well, I've only lost eight pounds and I'll be happier when I lose 10. Well, I've only lost 10 and I'll be happier when I lose 15. Right. And so, you know, we just instinctively keep moving the goalpost on ourselves. And, you know, and, and one aspect that can be useful because we push, but then also like you can really burn yourself out and kind of grind yourself down. So um, it's important to realize, you know, what the goal is and how you'll know that way you can celebrate kind of like the wins along the way. Right. Right. So that's, that's a big deal. So just let's get that part out of the way. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today <clears throat> is just some basic stuff that I, um, I'm going to kind of like talk as if I have a goal, like right now today <clears throat> in the next, you know, eight weeks, I want to lose, uh, you know, five to 10 pounds. So I'm just going to say that that's my goal. And here's how I would do that if I were going to go about that. So we, we good there. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So the first thing that um, I would want to do is I need to consider how much time I'm giving myself and, and also how, um, how hard I want this process to be, right? So a term I love is like, you know, uh, RPE, um, which lately has, has been a big topic of discussion in exercise, but you can also apply the idea to like your lifestyle intervention, right? Mm-hmm. So how hard do I want my daily program to be, you know, or my habits that are in support of my goal? <clears throat> so if my goal is to lose five to 10 pounds, then I need to pick some habits and strategies that help me 
accomplish that goal. Um, I can't actually control if I lose the five to 10, five to 10 pounds, but I can control how much water I drink, how much protein I eat, how much sleep I get, yada, yada. Right. So, so those are the things I want to talk about. And, um, apparently I should have had more water speaking of water (laughs) (laughs) coughing. Um, anyways. Okay. So that's my goal. Five to 10 pounds over the next eight weeks. And I've decided that I want this to be moderately sustainable. And what I mean by that is mm, somewhere around the eight week mark, I'm going to be tired of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? So I'm, so I'm going to push a little bit versus somebody else might do much better with like a, a, a very slow, gradual intervention, right? You have to know mm-hmm. the person. So if they're like, Hey, I'm cool. If it takes a long time, I just don't want to like change everything. Awesome. Great. That's yeah. great. So let's do that. Let's change one or two like little things. And, and so maybe that RPE level for them is like a, you know, a three that, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Um, how would I train? That's the first question. If I were primarily concerned with weight loss and, and what I mean by that is I don't care temporarily if my squat bench deadlift and press go up, it doesn't mean that I don't want to maintain my strength. Uh, but for me, I'm willing to accept a period of non-increase in strength. It doesn't mean that I can't get stronger. It's just, I'm willing to accept that. So I may barbell train instead of my normal four or five days a week. I may barbell train three days a week. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And those exercises or those sessions would predominantly be based around, you know, like squatting and benching one day with some accessory stuff like a upper push, upper pull and lower, you know, so, you know, uh, that could be something like a bench press and squat you know, for sets and reps. And then I'm going to do three rounds of glued ham raise, push-ups, and chin-ups, whatever, for 15 minutes. <clears throat> and then on, you know, I, you know, that's Monday. And then on Wednesday, I focus on deadlifting and pressing. And then I pick three more accessories and I do those in the circuit. And so I might try to do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and I get a mix of like, some good strength work with my barbell training, but then I get a, also a mix of some pseudo conditioning work capacity with my circuit training. Those are probably going to be done for higher reps. I would say in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 reps per exercise and short minimal rest between, between those. So I get kind of this blended session, which is just a really good general fitness, health strength type session. Um, And then on my other days that I'm not lifting, you know, my Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to do some form of aerobic work. Um, And that might be walking uh, or it might be, you know, riding an airdyne or a rower or something, depending on, uh, you know, where I'm at. Me personally, uh, I probably would just drag a sled. But if I'm prescribing this to somebody, I might say, hey, try to get in uh, 10,000 steps or... Uh, I might say, you know, on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I want you to go for a brisk uh, 30 to 45 minute walk. Walk your dog, get out there, you know, pump your legs, get a light sweat going. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that'll give us our aerobic component. Um, In any given program, we want to be aware of, A, how often we're doing resistance training with two kind of being the minimum threshold. And then we also want to be uh, getting our heart rate up and depending on the amount or the type of uh, aerobic training, you know, we want to hit a certain minutes per week. I'm basing all this on the uh, physical activity guidelines. 
So, um, so that's what we would want to do for our training or that's how I would approach my training. Would you, would you do anything different or what do you think about you keep your weightlifting the same? There's no sort of right or wrong here. I'm just curious. In the past, I've always kept it the same. Yeah. But I'm more conscious of what I'm doing outside of the gym. So like the walking or, you know, I'm taking an extra 10 minutes of my workout to go drag a sled. Just like trying to increase activity in general. And you're just trying to get those kind of active minutes building up throughout the week. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I've always had good luck with, you know, keeping things generally the same. I might... For a physique standpoint, I might just kind of like to, oh, I'm going to do more curls since I'm losing weight, you know, something like that. But um, generally, no, not really. Yeah, I kind of keep everything the same. Yeah, and I think that's totally fine. I I think it depends on how the person, you know, what, what are they most likely to do? Right. You know, because that's the real answer. So if if someone's like, I don't, you know, I really just want to lift. I want to come in and train more frequently. Well then, you know, then I would probably keep them on a four day or, or maybe, maybe even a five day just depends. And maybe Mm -hmm. the fifth day is like back and biceps day. This is probably for a guy, but, um, you know, uh, but I think any of those options are fine. Um, it's, it's kind of what gets them into the gym. So, um, okay. Let's talk about, uh, nutrition. Um, pretty, pretty big topic. Um, <laughs> not going to talk about some ten. <laughs> basics here. Um, you know, the first, I guess, thing that hopefully folks re- are realizing at this point is if, if weight management is my primary goal, then that is going to predominantly be achieved through nutrition, um, or dietary management, I guess, if you will right? Um, the math just does not work itself out so that you can outrun a donut, right? You can't out exercise, uh, you know, your body composition. It certainly helps. It's certainly a big chunk of the process, you know, but the actual quote calorie burn, uh, for a given bout of exercise is incredibly low relative to the amount of food you can ingest in minutes, right? I can eat a I can go to a fast food restaurant and get a cheeseburger, fries, and a large Coke. And that's, I don't know, probably somewhere between one and 3,000 calories. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. And if I bust my ass in the gym, weight training for a solid hour, and I mean not screwing around, it's like probably three, 400 calories. I mean, you can look all this data up. It doesn't really matter. The point is it doesn't work, right? You can't do it that way. And it's even worse if you try to aerobically get rid of fat, you know, fat or body fat. Mm-hmm. That's, that's even worse than weight training because the numbers are less favorable. Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess that's the biggest piece to keep in mind is if this is, in fact, the primary interest at the time, then we got to put some energy into our nutrition. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, yeah. Even if so real quick about that, like. <laughs> I think people think of like, oh, I'm going to go lose weight. I'm going to be in the gym more. That's fine. But if you're not putting the energy into, you know, meal prepping, you know, planning out like, all right, my kids are, this is what they're going to have for lunch. This is what I'm bringing for lunch, all that type of stuff. If you're not planning that part out, you're putting more, you know, putting this hour of the day into the gym, you'd honestly probably be better served putting, going to the gym three days instead of five and putting those two extra hours of the week into planning. I I agree a hundred percent. 
A hundred percent, because um, that's the stuff that ends up sort of like wearing people down, right? It's mm-hmm. like the it's the tedium of like you know preparing, cutting, washing, cleaning, packing mm-hmm. your food, all that stuff, and then having it with you so that when you get to the office or school or wherever, you know you're not like, oh my gosh, there's a vending machine, and I haven't had anything to eat in four hours. Yep. Right now, I'm drinking a cup of coffee and I'm having Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. And that stuff just is like with you all the time versus right. like the gym stuff is an hour a day. And that's quite frankly, um, it feels good to be physical and move around. I think mm-hmm. I know not everyone enjoys exercise, but um, generally speaking, the exercise part of this process is a little easier, you know, right. because. Because again, it's it's kind of this it's it's one hour. So, um, so the things I would focus on, uh, and I, I guess I should say I generally have some level of awareness or focus on these things kind of all the time. Um, I may tighten up the screws a little bit uh, at any given point in time, but they're but they're always on my radar. Uh, the first one is water. Water is. Uh, water is squishy, right? Because like the more water you drink, it doesn't do anything to your metabolism. It doesn't, it doesn't directly relate to fat loss in any way. No. Um, I, I use water for a couple of reasons. One, if I drink a certain amount of water, I feel better. So that's, yep. that's a good thing. Um, and then two, the more water I drink, the less beer, whiskey, diet <laughs> Coke I drink. And that's just the reality. Um, yeah. in fact, I'll even use like diet Coke to reduce my alcohol consumption. Um, mm-hmm. when I go home at night, uh, and I'm making dinner, uh, I like to have whiskey when I make dinner, I have a, you know, a, a two ounce glass of whiskey and I, and I enjoy that. If I have decided that it, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm going to kind of like tighten up on that, or I'm going to, you know, Hey, I'm not going to do that for a while or whatever. I'll have a diet Coke while I make dinner instead of mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. <clears throat> now, there's some people out there that are like, Oh, diet Coke. You can't have diet Coke that's I'm not in that crowd. So um, the lesser of a lot of evils. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, that's just, uh, that's not my jam. So I'm going to have the diet Coke because it's a useful strategy in the grand scheme of things to get me what I want. Um, so well, let's get back to water. So I'm aiming for somewhere between about half of my body weight, uh, in ounces up to my body weight in ounces. And again, this is a, it's a poorly defined number. We don't have a recommended diet dietary intake of water every day. So, you know, generally people will report feeling the best somewhere in that range, right? So you go to the bathroom, if it's like orange, you're not drinking enough. If it's clear, you're drinking too much water, right? And somewhere in between there is a good way to gauge your water intake. For me, it's, uh, I, I aim for about a hundred ounces a day. Um, something like that. So, um, okay. So the next thing I'm going to think about uh, is protein intake. Um, And the threshold here is ballpark three quarters of your body weight in grams per day. It's not exactly that. Uh, We don't have to get into all the tedious math involved here, but it's, it works out to be about three quarters of your body weight. So a 200 pound guy would be aiming for about 150 grams of protein a day uh, as kind of like the, the lower end of the threshold, right? Anything above that is going to be great uh, up to a certain point. I probably wouldn't take anybody much over their body weight. Maybe I've gone as high as 110% of my body weight. Um, and, and, 
you know, you might try that uh, as more of kind of like the water strategy, the more protein, the more lean protein I'm eating, the less crap I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's any more beneficial from a uh, fat loss perspective, other than it just changes your patterns, yeah. you know, um, which again is a strategy. Um, so you could lean a little more on protein if you find that it create like kills cravings and, and your desire to like you know, have crap. Um, it could be useful, but really everything over about that three quarters or 75% of your body weight is, is really kind of where we want to be. Um, the benefit, like if you're like, okay, 150, I'm good. Uh, the benefit of having that number a little lower is that you could bring a little more carbohydrate and fat into your diet. Um, I don't typically worry too much about carbs and fats. Um, Mm -hmm. we know I'm blowing up. Uh, we know mechanistically that uh, the major sort of needle mover in weight loss or, or weight gain is calorie intake or energy balance. Right. It's less about how we get there. Uh, and so I would say that the amount of carbohydrate and fat in someone's diet um, should be based on their preferences. Mm-hmm. Again, keep the RPE as low as possible. So if you like more fat, have a little more fat. If you like more carbohydrate, have more carbohydrate. Um, what we do need to know is our total intake, right? Uh, and that could be done, you know, you could do it old school and, and literally track your calories. I do that. Uh, it's totally fine. Or you could use uh, some easier uh, systems would be like, you know, the my plate method or um, precision nutrition has some great stuff like, you know, serving size of meat uh, or protein, I should say, is the size of my palm serving, you know, fruit is the size of my fist, yada, yada. So there are very convenient ways to track energy balance. Um, People have put in lots of time and energy thinking about this stuff. Um, And so it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like carbs and and fats. It doesn't matter so long as you have some sort of idea where you're at, right? Yep. Um, Because you're going to need to track that over time. Um, And and so that would be something um, that you would want to know. I know, like, just for example, I roughly am eating right now between 25 and 2,700 calories a day ballpark. Some days mm-hmm. I'm over, some days I'm under, but that's generally the area I shoot for. And that's keeping me right at like maintenance. Yep. So that's relevant because if I wanted to lose weight, I may take that down 250 uh, calories for yep. three, four weeks and see what I get. Or, you know, I could go 500, but if I don't have to, then why, why do that? Yeah. Right. So the point of knowing your energy balance, your maintenance is, you know, to lose weight, you're going to have to have a little less than your maintenance. Right. right? Um, or to gain muscle, you're going to want to have a little bit of a surplus going on. So that's why we need to know that number. Um, <clears throat> you can, you can use all kinds of calculators to figure that stuff out, or you can just uh, spend a week putting stuff into like a, my fitness pal or something, uh, and it'll tell you your averages and then you can say, well, this is what I actually eat versus what this equation tells me I should eat. And then you can start tweaking it from there. Uh, that's the best way to do it. But, uh, if you're impatient and just want to get going, you could use one of those online calculators. Um, and that's fine too. Um, so I think the only other thing I would be cognizant of is how much sleep I'm getting. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to get, 
um, this is funny to you talking about this right now. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I, I try to get seven. Um, that's kind of in that window of accepted, uh, uh, you know, uh, accepted range. I think seven, is it six to eight or seven to nine or somewhere in there's the window. Yeah, I don't know. It's, as long as like eight's like the average or something like that. Yeah. So I shoot, I shoot for seven and I get that. I go to bed pretty much every night around 10 o'clock and I get up every morning pretty much at five o'clock. So yeah. give or take 30 minutes, but uh, I try to be consistent with that and that will help. Um, that will help from a recovery perspective, but it'll also help from a routine perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're having breakfast uh, at a certain time, um, you know, you can build your routine around that. If you're going to bed at a certain time, you can build around that. So I think that's really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think that's it. I, we talked about training. We talked about water, protein, energy balance, sleep. We talked a little bit about aerobic stuff. Is there anything else? That's really it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just that kind of like a min- minimum effective dosage. You know, don't throw all, yeah. don't throw all your tools in at once. Just kind of let it ride for as long as you can. That's the most uh, sustainable way to get it done. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I said, you know, we're gonna pretend this episode that it's me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm always kind of plugged into these things, so I would right. manipulate all of them. But mm-hmm. if I were doing this like with a person who's never done any of that. There's no way I would do all of them. Right. I would pick one of them. Right. You know, uh, I might say, you know, I, I want you to train for the next month three times a week. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that might be our month. And if and if that goes well, then we might say, okay, in the next month, we're gonna let's talk about breakfast. What do we do for breakfast? Mm-hmm. You know, we might go there. You know, so it may take a long, long time to kind of work somebody up to these habits and strategies. Um. But the good news is, is, you know, the second you start doing them, you start seeing benefits. So um, there's a lot of positive reinforcement along the way. Uh, so you don't have to yeah. feel like, gosh, I got to be doing all this stuff right now. You really don't. You can get a tremendous right. amount of benefit from doing some combination uh, of these things. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. You got anything else to add about that? No, that's it. I guess uh, the last thing that I would like to say is, if you're interested in losing weight, you don't have to do keto. You don't have to do Adkins. You don't have to do intermittent fasting. You don't have to do Carnivore. whatever the hell is going on right now. But <laughs> there's a million and two of them. <laughs> tomato soup diet, whatever. Like there's all this crap out there, right? And it's just because people are trying to figure out workarounds. They don't want to yeah. track how much they're eating. They don't want to pay attention to that. So if I just say carbs are bad, I, I don't have to track anymore because I'm already eating less. Right. Right. So it's just a workaround. It's okay if you use those strategies. Right. Um, I don't have a problem with somebody saying, well, I eat low carb because it's easy for me to just look at a carb and know it's a carb and I don't eat it. Okay. That's, that's cool too. You don't have to do that, but you certainly can do that if it works for you. Um, so it isn't necessarily about any specific diet. Um, it's about setting up successful strategies that work for you that are to some degree sustainable. Right. Yeah. Stable, reasonable. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's my fad diet <laughs> um, blast. So don't come into the gym telling me <laughs> that your eating window is from six to nine and that it's, no, I'm kidding. Right. It's, <laughs> if that works. It's totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. All right. Cool. You got anything? I'm good. 
All right. Thank you guys. Uh, this was episode 19 uh, on a little bit about weight management. Hopefully something in there was useful. I feel like it was mostly just me rambling, but uh, hopefully, hopefully some portion of it was, was relevant. Uh, shoot us any questions. Catch you guys in the next episode. All right. See you.